Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. For those that know me, you know that I have three passions within the game industry, which is talking to people who make games, make games myself, or teach people how to make games. That third leg of my passion is Game School Online. So go to gameschoolonline.com if you are looking to upgrade your game dev uh, skills. You want to go to Game School Online right now because we are running a game jam for character artists out there. So if you're a character artist, either a professional or beginning to, you want to enter our jam. We are partnering up with Rupee, which is kind of like a matchmaker for game developers and game employers. And we're using jam as a way to seek out the best character artists out there. It's actually a course disguised as a jam because along with 10 weeks of competition, every week there will be a professional scholar or a mentor that will help guide you and give you free weekly critiques on what you need to do. And in addition, it's paced to ensure that you actually finish your character by the end of it. The theme of it is really cool. We're surrounding it with and dedicated to essential workers of any pandemic. So it doesn't have to be modern. It can be in around the Black Plague or in the future about, you know, a a virus that breaks out. It can be in any era. But the whole idea is to dedicating the contest towards healthcare professionals, delivery package, anything of that sort, government agencies, um, that that helps kind of move our world forward. So you want to check that out. You can check the link in the description below or go to gameschoolonline.com and look for frontline defense on the upper bar. Hope to see you guys soon. What's up, Unchainers? Unchained. Hopefully you guys are out there staying safe and healthy as always. Doing what I'm doing, not sitting still. I think sitting still is the worst thing you can do right now during the pandemic. Just reminds you how much 2020 sucks. It it just slowly creeps back into your head how crazy this year is. Uh, This is a first in my lifetime. I don't know about you guys. It's very, very weird. If you have any kids, that this is just a mark in their record where they have a year... In a year and a half of just staying home a lot. I wonder how much of a impact and how fucked up they are when they grow up from this. Hopefully it's not. It, my, at least my kid seems to be taking it okay. But it's, it's such a weird year. Wow. I'm really looking forward to see how, how uh, the aftermath um, once once this whole thing is over. Uh, I want to thank again for all those Patreon supporters. A lot of exciting news, uh, particularly for Blue Champs and Game Dev and Chainers. I always told you guys this is the best time to either be very productive or very depressed. So you take your pick. Uh, 
uh, as always, I, I try to to think ahead and think about what things I could improve on. And though I'm not ready to share the the, the couple of projects that I am focusing on for Blue Champs, three in total actually. But I just want to let you guys know that uh, aside from that, I'm kind of you know just mentioning like last week, I'm just focusing on making the house pad as comfortable as possible and make every room and every square footage of this home where I'm spending all my time in now completely functional. So the last big room, uh, at least according to me, you know, if you ask my wife, it seems like she wants to remodel everything, but at least for me, one, one room that's particular, the garage is, uh, is being transformed right now into like a little gym since gyms are probably the worst places to be at. I I can't imagine it's my, it's my yoga. It's my meditation, my therapy. So building out my garage into the gym is going to help a lot with all aspects in productivity and in all my businesses. So can't wait to unveil that most of the equipment's coming in still clearing it out but once it's all set up i'll post some images for you guys on social media but you know most importantly uh you know all the patreon supporter maybe i'll do some as part of that uh uh, personal trainer (laughs) video (laughs) the unchained program I don't know. There's a couple of things I can think of. Uh, the gamer physique is a, it's not a myth. I mean, it's a prevalent issue here with every game developer. You know, mostly lower backs and I would say wrist, forearm muscle. You know, the carpet tunnel when sitting in for too long. Hopefully with the remote working that you guys are doing right now that... Uh, you're taking care of your health. I, I would say probably working at home. You're most likely f- falling into bad health more, if that makes sense. In the office, you're constantly looking for distractions to be away from the desk. At home, you're trying to get as much work done as possible so you can concentrate on other things. So you're probably sitting longer than usual. At least that's what I found when I was... Uh, First transitioning, if you guys remember before the pandemic, you know, I was doing for a good year remote working uh, on my businesses. And now that everyone's doing it, uh, some pro tip, you know, you got to get up and walk around more and you got to actually make some, uh, some mindful effort to actually be away from the desk more. I'm sure you guys give us if you guys give it some thought you're probably reaching this to the same conclusion so if you are working out right now i I say for game developers particularly work on your lower back as much as possible Uh, that can be done through squats uh you can do it with uh some lunges uh anything that um that requires you to walk with weights uh, would definitely help with arching your back the other way, basically. And then uh, some wrist work, some forearm work, 
that can be done with some wrist rollers. You know, look at that, uh, look that up in Google. That helps a lot with wrist action. Um, if you're into calisthenics, that helps a lot too. Uh, just being able to lift your body from the ground position. Oh my God, I'm, I'm, what am I doing? I'm blabbering on, but I, hopefully this is good information out there because I know for a fact, even with me, um, I've been pretty active. Those are the most problematic areas that on the daily I've noticed, you know, if I don't pay attention to it, it can really, really cause some damage uh, long term. So otherwise uh not seeing too many crazy things in the news as of late um i think last thing i saw was uh a survey i don't know if you guys seen this a survey that was kind of mentioning how uh at first there was optimism from working at home where a lot of people were uh, looking forward to getting more work done, but in actuality, reality have set set in for the past few months and it's proving to be extremely difficult, which I kind of anticipated, right? The transition for most people have been, I think there's a higher percentage of people not being able to, to do this. Um, it takes a lot of practice, a lot of discipline to concentrate, uh, getting your work done at home with the family and responsibilities and all that stuff. It's that division line, unless you had freelancing jobs before, did a lot of personal projects outside your nine to five. Uh, I think a lot of people struggle with it. So what does that mean? That means a lot of games are being delayed. Uh, a, a lot of companies are rethinking uh, uh, their stance on this. Um, I think a lot of them have decided that this is not long-term uh, possible. I think people are just doing what they can and maybe another few months will help them figure it out. But maybe you guys are caught up with a multitude of meetings, which is, I think, the amateur mistake with companies transitioning into this position, uh, which is to monitor everybody at all times. And with which that means uh, management are stuck in meetings pretty much the whole day, all through that week. And it can really burn you out. This Zoom meetings after Zoom meetings. And what that means is that there's a lot of inefficiencies uh, with the workflows And so things aren't getting done. If you're in a meeting, you, that means you know, what you're supposed to do is be done. I mean, it's as simple as that. So, yeah, I, I imagine a lot of these companies are just having too many meetings. And not to, I, I know whenever I, when someone starts, it's like not to downplay or not to be racist or not to do that. So I'm going to do it anyways, not to downplay managers, but like at least the bad managers before who didn't contribute as much to a project that were in meetings all the time or 
would find themselves walking around the floors and just being that um, over the shoulder art director that, you know, that meme within our industry are, are probably having a difficult time uh, justifying themselves right now, I feel. Otherwise, other than if they haven't fully accepted that that's how they are as a manager, then they are probably worried that, uh, well, I mean, they're worried and that's why they're calling for a lot of meetings, right? Because now that everyone's remote, you don't have that opportunity to kind of walk around and kind of eat up your time. And maybe, maybe that's fine because you're not, no one's really monitoring you as much on all sides, not just being a manager and a worker. So I think, I think it's a mess to be honest. I've always been a a proponent for remote working, uh, in a more, in a more comfortable pace. I think this is too extreme for a lot of companies and I don't think our industry is going to collapse. But I would say a good percentage of projects out there are being delayed right now, a good percentage. And so uh, people are still being paid the same, right? Uh, When they were in the office versus working at home. What I see is that, I don't know, man. I, I don't see it as extreme as salary renegotiations or anything. But if you're not, delivering projects on time and there was a set amount of revenue per year to to develop project the longer this pandemic goes on uh the then the longer the contract for each employee is extended but the money doesn't just grow from trees right there there will be at a breaking point where uh, the people with the money was like, why am I paying more for missed deadlines? So me kind of just taking a step back and surveying what's going on through my networking channels and kind of seeing the news, how people are able to uh, uh, grasp this new workflow. Uh, I think before the end of the year, there's going to be some major issues. Uh, I don't think we're exactly pandemic proof. I think this is the longest period I've heard um, where there hasn't been like a studio closure anywhere yet. I haven't seen any big news. Unemployment rate is crazy, but in the game industry, haven't heard anything, which is very odd. Um, I I can only think that that's going to happen all at once at some point. This is me being speculative. Let me know your thoughts as always. I would love to know uh, through the social media channels or just email me at info at gamedevunchain.com. Let me know your thoughts because I'll be curious to kind of talk to, to you guys about it. You know, how are you guys feeling at, at your current workplace? Uh, I mean, if there's 
if there's no money coming in, how, how can we keep delaying games? I mean, suddenly the game industry is, is, is nice. Uh, I find that very hard to believe and hopefully I'm wrong, but I don't know. My gut instinct saying says that we're, there's going to be a big event, um, in result of everyone being at home and everything being delayed. Anyways, uh, this is Return to Form, a new episode. I know we've been playing a lot of GDUX episodes and probably will be returning to those GDUX episodes. But as a break, this is a conversation with Nadav, who is uh, working at uh, Supersonic Games. And he's just uh, been a fan and active in the mobile game industry for a long time. And I was kind of picking his brain about the industry, especially during the pandemic. I, I feel like that sector of the game industry have been benefiting the most. Uh, a lot of those freemium games, mobile games, a lot of people are just online, just trying to kill time, being distracted. So that, that industry have always been benefited, uh, beneficial to, to these type of habits. And we actually got into how the mobile industry is have created uh, a blueprint of what the future of game industry is. A lot of the big games that are doing well, uh, that are like Apex or Fortnite, that have loot crates and all this stuff, uh, have borrowed those principles and operations as a game studio from the mobile industry and it's it's within my full belief that that's where the industry is heading um if not already in that direction it's the only way for us to be sustainable so this episode is very important and if you don't know anything about the mobile industry we do take it back to basics uh in terms of terminology and how they operate and we take it all the way fast flash forward of why it's important to know this stuff because at some point you will be working like a mobile game company. Thanks. What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game Dev Unchained, the number one game development podcast about game development and the lifestyle thereof. I am your host, Brandon Pham. And joining me this week, a special guest, Nadav Ashen Kanazi. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm How good. was that? Thanks for having me. Was that close? Yeah, it was great. It's possible. Yeah, it's kind of impossible. I got it. You doubted me. Uh, so this is the part of the podcast, actually. And Nadav, uh, thank you for joining us, where you introduce yourself, uh, to the listeners and viewers out there, who you are, where you're from, and where you're heading. Yeah, my name is Nadav. I, I live in uh, Israel, in Tel Aviv, and I'm, uh, I founded and heading uh, Supersonic, uh, which is a relatively new uh, gaming company, became quite big today uh, in the industry, doing everything in different subgenres around hyper-casual, ad-based games, idle games. Uh, we've released nine games uh, uh, this year already. And most of them top the charts, uh, and this is it. I've been in Iron Souls before for a couple of years, leading their business around gaming and, and, and technology for game tech, and, and this is it for now. 
That is amazing. I just want to double check here on the auto audio on my side to make sure everything's good. It's, you can hear me just fine. Everything right. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this is actually a very uh, important topic. I, I believe. I mean, we're hearing across the industry that the game development industry have been benefiting uh, with a mixed bag, right? I think a lot of games that are already out that are on mobile that are free are benefiting a lot uh games that are obviously in development is is there's a lot of delays happening obviously uh because even with remote working some are very productive i would have to say most who haven't done uh remote working before aren't really productive there's a whole lifestyle that comes with that uh creating uh, barriers uh um, and for for family not to bother you you know uh, defining work home uh you know these are things that you you learn over the years when you do it a lot especially for freelancing or things to do on the side but when you go right into it uh, a lot of people honestly won't even finish the transition but uh, i would love to kind of hear your perspective of that uh if you're experiencing that or you know a lot of your friends colleagues within the company like how you guys are are, are kind of adapting to this new world yeah, so, so I actually think that for Supersonic is is pretty unique case because we founded the company on, on January, six months ago. Uh, and when Corona started, it was, I think, a beginning of March in Israel, at least when, when we moved to work from home, we were around 12 people and today we are 60 people. So the company was actually grown and built while working from home. And I think that this is quite advantage in that perspective because I 100% agree with everything you said that from from efficiency perspective, Corona and working from home and COVID can can definitely be a bottleneck. And I think that if you fund the activity and, and you build the company while working from home, recruiting people, training people, building the processes, the right process from day zero, for us today, it's pretty easy and straightforward to work in this structure because in 90% of the time of the company, we are in work from home model. Although we all live together in the same city, it's not that we are a remote a, a company distributed in over several locations. So, so in that perspective, I think that Supersonic was lucky, and I think it's one of our uh, strengths today, comparing to even other gaming companies uh, that uh, used to a specific uh, work methodology, and now they need to adjust themselves. So we are already adjusted and built in this infrastructure, in, including everything, including communication, how to work on different games and to combine different teams that are working on games. And, and, and this is uh, quite convenient uh, for us, but, but I agree that for many of our other uh, uh, companies that we see, there are challenges and there are adjustments needed to be done uh, in order to maintain the level of efficiency while working from home. And I think that it's in, in two different layers. It's, it's first of all, in each one needs to do it in his personal uh, uh, environment, how he finds uh, and, and building the right environment for him to be efficient. And of course, in the company level, how do you connect teams? How do you uh, uh, work together on projects when everyone is working from a, a different location? This is from the uh, um, efficiency and, and work methodology perspective. From the impact uh, uh, overall, so, so again, although COVID is, is, is a very bad thing for all of us, I do think that the gaming world is one of the only industries that actually sees an increase these days. The main thing that we see, although we are living throughout the corona, is that 
first of all, it's, 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 it reminds a little bit the, the, the behavior of users in, in summer vacations, or I would even say uh, during uh, late December and Christmas, where there is kind of a flat uh, curve between midweek and, and weekend. So in regular days, we, we, we used to see a specific engagement in the middle of the week and much higher engagement in uh, over the weekend. And, and since COVID uh, spread it out and, and, and it's kind of a four months of a weekend, we see it got pretty much flat. By the way, a couple of months ago or, or one or two months ago, it started to behave the same. And I think that now it's getting flatter again because of the second wave that, that many, other, many countries uh, suffer from. So, so I think that the main thing that we see is that users have more time, like over the weekend, they have the playtime is, is, is longer. Users are more engaged with, ads, they, they, with games. They, they want to play more games. They are looking for online entertainment. And I think that the entire online industry uh, sees more traffic during the COVID. And, and I actually think that, that COVID will expedite the uh, uh, transformation of our uh, world to be even more digital from everything you can imagine, right? Even from gambling, we'll move to a more social uh, casino and online gambling from shopping and gaming, of course. And I think that the entire uh, world will find itself much more digitalized uh, after uh, COVID will, will over. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm always, um, I'm actually myself very curious of the long-term impact. Uh, because um, I, I come from the AAA industry, and I think the that industry, that side of the industry, is very closed off. I think to remote working uh, more than mobile, more than of course indie, right? But just like everyone, uh, they were forced to be working in this type of situation, and uh, to to see what the remnants of of this looks like for them. I'm very curious about because I, I, I have a feeling a lot of them, as soon as the office can open again, they're going to make everyone go to the office because that's how they maintain control. Right. So, uh, with indie and mobile, we know the advantages, a lot of the stuff in our setups, I feel, uh, are, are at least more embracing of, of this mm-hmm. way to work. It's a lot more efficient. And, uh, as a game industry as a whole, I, I think we're, we're hurting a lot less, like you kind of mentioned, than everyone else. Uh, but like you, you're, you're kind of like demonstrating, there's a lot of user habits that are, that are kind of shifting. Um, everyone's more connected than ever. Uh, more spending way more time on the phone, especially as the primary device. So of course, naturally, they're looking at uh games such as like games that you guys produce at supersonic and and other ways to kind of distract from i feel too much time now everyone has too much time now uh than than before and they can't go out and uh if you can can speak to that more uh i think the data you were kind of demonstrating that the wednesday through through uh friday usage uh, there was a slump. Can you kind of expand on that a bit for for people who are not used to mobile uh, user data, and what 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 yeah, you analyze so, from that? Yeah. So most of the year, what we usually see is that the engagement of different users with the game is 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 lower over the weekdays and longer over the weekend. We see it both in terms of uh, amount of session played a day and, and the session length, each one of them, which which results in the playtime 
the daily playtime of a user. And, and, and you can clearly see the curve and the curve is over playtime, over amount of sessions, over revenue that is lower in the, in, in the midweek. And then in, in Friday, it starts to climb. Saturday and Sunday, are, it's peaked. And then Monday, it goes back down to the uh, midweek uh, numbers in all aspects, engagement, mm-hmm. fashion, uh, playtime, revenue, everything. And, 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 and during summertime and during, mainly during Christmas, we see that this behavior almost stops, meaning that we see mm-hmm. that the engagement through a Wednesday and Sunday is about the same during this period of time. And, and I think that Corona, uh, COVID uh, 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 generated kind of a similar atmosphere, meaning that mm-hmm. just like in, in, in Christmas, we just see the same engagement on Wednesday as on Sunday. And, and, and it's because although people should be working on midweek, they uh, uh, some of them, by the way, are not working anymore. Or, or even if they are, they are working from home and they want to clean their head and to play for a couple of minutes between a, 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 a different tasks. And and and, and we almost saw the, the the exact same engagement with the game over the midweek and the weekend, which is very very not typical for such a long uh, period of time. Mm-hmm. And what's your general feelings? I, I I would believe that when things ease a little, that the it would be a, a midway point, right, where people actually uh, will be around because it's going to be a transitional period. Obviously, not everyone's going to be out and about right when a vaccine happens, right? So, uh, what what do you feel is the long term effect from these new user habits? that are formulating around their mobile device playing games uh, to how, to what actually sticks after we're, we're healthier as a world. Yeah. So, so I actually think it's, it's, it's even not related to games. I actually think that the world will behave different even after COVID is over. I think that, again, I think that first of all, it's going to take some time until, until we'll get there. And I think that by this time, First of all, people will get used to a different setup and they will also see the benefits of, of, of new sets up. And, 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 and I believe that the world will not look exactly the same like it was before uh, uh, January this year. I think that walking from home and walking from office will be kind of a mixed uh, 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 setup. I, by the way, I, if, if you're asking my opinion, I think that mixing these uh, two uh, uh, options is the best setup even on the long term, I think that there, is, there are advantages for working from home. I think that if you are only working from home, there are also disadvantages. And I think that mixing between these two is probably the optimal setup in the long term. This is this this is in my eyes, but I think that many, many companies or many, many different people see it see it the same. I think that people will 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 have to be and and to be more online and do more things. On, on, on a digital a, a, a way than, than on a physical way. They will get used to do shopping, even going, a, 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 even a grocery stores. I think that people will do much more shopping over on, online, even after COVID will, will, will end. And, and I think that definitely games as part of the digital world will a, a, a have the same impact, meaning that if if the actual world will will change a bit and and, and we won't have this this clear midweek and clear weekend like we used to have before we will have 
a mix of these two, at least in some areas, in some countries, I think that the mobile world, the mobile games world will, will, will see the impact of this. And, and, and just like any other online uh, 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 service provider. Yeah, I actually agree with you 100%. Like, um, I kind of equate this moment in time as kind of like the uh, the awakening when people get unplugged from the matrix because we're, at least in the States, we're very nine to five, right? You go to work, you come back. And like you said, there's a clear cut weekday and weekend mentality that has been we're forced to kind of believe into like uh, this is how life is uh, for the last 50 years plus, right? Since the industrial revolution, at least on our side. And so now that people are seeing the benefits of being around their kids and having time to themselves at, 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 this, and at the same time, you know, getting better at balancing work life and getting things done. I wonder how, many people feel comfortable enough to be unshackled or unchained, right? Just as a show and then go back to work like it was before. Like, I I don't, I think there's going to be a lot of not like crazy protests, but I think there's going to be some ill sentiment if the employer is going to be forceful and like, Hey, we got to go back to the way it was. And that life that you had for a year. Well, I, I mean, I think if anything, it's going to be about a year. We're about like seven months in or six months in already of that lifestyle to go snap back to what it was. I think a lot of people, will, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of emotional charge, uh, conversations uh, around how yeah. we used to work and how how different things are, and for game development especially, I think it'll be a nice conversation to have with everybody. Um, but yeah, like it, it's 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 insane. Like never in at least game dev history, let alone the world, right? Um, we've ever experienced this kind of awakening, right? It's a it's a huge momentum shift um back to mobile though like i because i I feel in a lot of ways mobile is kind of like working in that space i I only worked in mobile for a brief period but the glimpse that i saw there was the effectiveness of data tracking uh efficiency of understanding a, a cause and effect uh to game development, which used to be before mobile, very chaotic and, and mostly a ship and prey uh, type of mentality. You know, I'll make this game with you for three, five years and I don't know what it's going to sell. And a lot of people, you know, get laid off at the end of it, right? That was the way games were made for a long time until mobile happened. And the, the glimpses and a lot of what you're saying is that it, it's a very daily tracking type of mentality you know the place i worked at was at pocket gems and there were like uh stanford harvard statisticians uh, <laughs> that that just graduated or, or getting in the games like why why are you making games i like, shouldn't you be a doctor or something <laughs> but they're they're with all these sheets and they know how user acquisitions uh you know a lot of these terminology that i've learned for the first time and i would love can you know for you to kind of uh dive into the general terminology of mobile that you guys are used to every day uh to to track user habits to to project uh uh uh, acquisition to project success and failure uh ahead of uh any 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 danger so i would love to kind of hear more of your thoughts about that is this something uh 
that you knew coming in or like or or, or something that you kind of learned uh, on your first job and or so yeah so so i think that it, it's quite interesting because first of all just like you said i think that the, the advantage of mobile coming last to the party of games is that it 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 kind of shaped with the most advanced, uh, uh, call it processes or, or, or technology or, or, or ecosystem around it. Uh, and, and even if I go further and, and we will focus even on, on let's say, uh, the, trend, the, the latest trend on mobile games, which is hyper-casual in the past two, three years, uh, I think this, this even took it even to the more uh, advanced uh, extreme end that you can have for uh, uh, using data to take any decision and, and and maybe just to share for instance what we are doing in supersonic to 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 show how how true what you said is so we are working on on, on several games uh, simultaneously and 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 we are trying to release a, a new game every couple of weeks and and this is the the more hyper casual ecosystem and and the first thing that we start with when when there is even just a concept for the game is to build a very, 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 very minimal MVP and, 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 to, and to upload it for a marketability test over Facebook with untargeted audience to understand the CPI and the marketability uh, uh, potential of this title before building the game. We probably have like three, four, or five levels top uh, uh, in the game. It's not even a game. It's just a couple of levels into a Unity project. But what we care the most about is to see how marketable the concept, the game is to users and what will be the CPI. And 96, 97% of the concepts are being killed after this very, very initial test. This is why we also recommend not to build a, a, an advanced product in this stage under the assumption that 97% of the games won't survive this initial test. And, and, and the goal here is exactly what you said. We don't want to work on a title for a weeks, month, or years, and then to find out that users don't like it, either from the marketing perspective or from the product perspective. And, and we always look at these two different hats because, because in our eyes and, and, and in hyper-casual specifically, in order to, to generate a, a, a big, profitable, scaled hit, it needs to be marketable and it needs to be a good product. It's two different areas. Many, many times we see great games with, with super high retention and playtime and, 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 and ARPU and, 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 many, and many good KPI that we measure. But if the marketing side is not working well, if, 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 if the, the potential audience is very, very limited or the CPI is very, very high, it probably won't be able to be scaled to the size that we are looking for. And, and therefore, we always, always, always start with, with a marketability test on a very, very, very early stage. And, and if it's not there, we just kill it. We just kill it after it was a concept and with few levels and we move into the next concept. And, and we are testing several concepts a, a month in, under this methodology, only measuring CPI, CTR, understanding the user behavior to the ad itself, not even to the game. We don't really care how the user will behave, behave within the game. What will be the retention? We don't care because there is no real game. It's just a couple of levels that are being looped because the whole idea is, is to generate something that can have an ad to understand the marketability potential first. Only if it survives and shows potential from the marketability perspective, then we say, okay, now let's build the game. Now let's build 
much more content, several levels, progression, meta, now start working on the day one, day three, day two, day seven, day 14, day 30 retention, and playtime after we do this, now let, let's work on monetization on, on, and adding the meta and progression and to make sure that we are able to monetize. And only then we are moving into soft launching the game, which is another uh, uh, beginning for a very, very data-focused uh, process. Just like you said, marketing today and user acquisition, there is no today in, in, in the mobile industry, or at least in the leading uh, players in the mobile industry, there is no uh, brand awareness uh, marketing, almost at all. Almost at all, only few, right? You can see Moon Active uh, doing uh, some influencers uh, and others, and, and but... But the very, 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 very majority of the mobile game industry is not doing any brand awareness uh, marketing. Everything is performance. Everything is being measured. Every user that you are paying for, you are tracking its behavior afterwards within your app. You understand how much revenue you are making per user or per group of users. And then you adjust the price or the CPI or how much you are willing to bid or to, or, or to pay for this type of users to the margin goal that, that your game is aiming to get. So, so I can't agree more that today, at least, whoever is doing it right, taking all of, all of their decisions based on, uh, uh, on the uh, uh, data, and, and, and the mobile ecosystem allows you to do it. And this is what's great about this, this ecosystem because it was built on the right way with tracking companies, with MMPs, with everything needed, with analytics, with, with the ability to understand and to uh, 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 analyze the uh, uh, ROAS, return on ad spent, ROI, behavior, LTV, ARPU, versus cost and CPI of each user uh, in your game. And, and, and we are going in the most granular level after we are publishing a game or, or launching a game, we are doing our user acquisition in the most granular level possible, meaning that we are monitoring the, the ARPU and the LTV of the most granular level of, of users from uh, app source to device, to country, to city, to, to whatever, whatever possible, in order to try to predict what will be the LTV of similar users that we will acquire tomorrow. And, 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 and the whole mission here is to understand what should be the CPI that we are bidding currently to pay as much as possible to get the right scale, but on the other hand, to be profitable uh, uh, with a very, very stable and good prediction for the income that will come from this uh, uh, type of users. And, and if finally you are, you are hitting the margin goal that you aim for, it means that you did very, very, very good job on analyzing the uh, historical data, predicting the future and bidding accordingly. If you are not hitting your margin goal for good or for bad, either your margin is too high and, and, and you missed potential scale or, or the margin is too low because you predicted you are too optimistic about your prediction, then it means that you are not doing good enough job on, on analyzing all this data and taking the right decisions accordingly. Yeah, I, everything you say, I agree. Uh, just to kind of highlight <laughs> some of the terminology, though, because I, my, my, my terminology, you know, working at the mobile space for a little while is still very, very new. So you mentioned MVP, which is a minimal viable product, correct? And then exactly. LPV, exactly. which is lifetime product. Lifetime value. What? Lifetime no, value. So that's like, value. Right, right. So that's like a user over the time of playing a game, how much money they're actually spending to support the game. A lot like uh, the freemium, like Fortnite, right? How much money they actually spend. So this is actually, well, there's so much about this topic that I feel that is uh, the knowledge behind it is so underserved. I feel like the game industry 
although very exciting, have like these bubbles that uh, don't really talk to each other or learn from each other, right? We have these conventions and everything like GDC. It's a mixed bag, mm -hmm. but there's no one really curating the content. It's like, hey, guys, you know, this space over here, like the indie market, you guys are struggling and understanding uh, your, how viable your product is, right, before even developing it, and you're kind of crapshooting it like as if you're a AAA game that can afford that, right? Um, a AAA is the same thing with a lot of these senior developers who's been in the industry for a long time. Have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, it's like, what? You can project data to see if, you know, the thing I'm working on in the last five years actually matter? Uh, so I feel like even so the indie market, the AAA market, even double uh, A market, right? I feel like every developer, even if they're just an artist or design, need to go through kind of like a mobile game school of thought to understand exactly these terminology. I feel would avoid a lot of the issues because like I feel one part of the industry is very in the dark, who's still in this old mentality of we work hard and we just ship and pray right and then we have this mobile industry that's very successful in analyzing and understanding uh how to be successful and how to not overinvest in a failed product and just making money uh and i think the the only tr games that have been doing well with this model have been maybe the freemium games like fortnite or the games who you, you pay for like accessories and stuff and their understanding. And I think a lot of it is because you mobile guys went into these companies and like, what are you guys doing? And trying to change things up. Um, but there's no like center of like, Hey guys, we're a great industry. It's a fun industry. We want to keep the talent in here so they're not forced to leave and look for other jobs. So let's kind of recondition how we do business. Uh, and I, I don't know. I don't. I guess other industries. I, I don't know. I don't feel like other industries are as scattered as we are. Like we have kind of like a solution, which is the mobile space. I think the structure that you have set up for your company but like a lot of your peers who are in this space understanding exactly um the time and effort that needs to be put in for a successful product and analyzing everything that you're doing uh with a cause and effect mentality uh a, a large part of the game industry isn't doing that uh as like i'm i'm, I'm just so appalled and 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 afraid that there's like these two different directions that we're just like distant cousins that never talk to each other. And it's very odd to me. I don't know if you kind of notice that pattern, if you have any uh, perspective or opinion on AAA, because like yourself, you know, me and you are avid gamers and we hear these kind of, you know, especially in this time, a lot of studio closures are happening because they can't ship or not making any money on a daily or even monthly uh, basis. Like what was what, what, your overall perspective of this other world uh, to me it looks archaic um, to you probably like yeah. why are you guys still working like that <laughs> so, so so I first think that many many triple A companies did open and, and and stepped into the mobile because because they believe that that doing both a, a, a desktop and console and, and mobile can give them added value managing a brand learning from the different uh, industry right if you look at the ubisoft that that 
not only stepped into mobile, but did few big acquisitions within the mobile games of, of French companies. And I'm sure it's one of the leading incentives for them. If you look at EA, that released many of their games on, on mobile, or if you look at Disney, that stepped into mobile a couple of, two years ago, a couple of years ago. So, so first of all, I think that if, if, I, if I had a big brand outside of the mobile, I, I would definitely try to step in into this industry as well, either by, by launching games or, or, or by doing an acquisition, because, because I think that there are many, many opportunities by managing multi-platform uh, uh, gaming activity, uh, both from brand perspective, but also for, uh, of course, from from learning from from each uh, uh, platform and and, and adopting uh, uh, different needs. So, so I I think that wherever it's possible, it should be done. I, I see that others are not doing it, and 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 I also understand, by the way, that it's harder to 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 get as granular in data. Uh, in other platforms like in mobile because because it's not only your decision or how sophisticated you, you are building the company it's also what the ecosystem allows you to do and I think that what mobile today allows you to do is is, is much more advanced than than other platforms in terms of granularity and, 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 and data analysis by the way this is also something that can be in risk right we know uh, uh, um, iOS 14 by Apple and we know that privacy and GDPR and CCPA and 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 and, and, and there are many many uh, uh, privacy and regulation processes in the past uh, uh, year around mobile because th- there are there are many questions asked. Did this industry uh, uh, get too far in terms of how granular how how capable are you to follow a user? across different uh, uh, applications within the mobile and to target him and to understand exactly what he likes to do when and 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 and, and did we did we go too far in terms of balancing between privacy and efficiency to allow a, a, a very solid ecosystem and, and 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 I think that the next year is going to be very very interesting in this perspective as well to see where the industry goes to uh, Apple announced many many changes in iOS 14 that, that will get live very, very soon. And they will they will impact the efficiency of the ecosystem on favor of, of the privacy of users. And then maybe the mobile industry will go a step back to, to be more uh, in line with other platforms unless the technology will allow different things. So, so I think that, first of all, the different platform and different ecosystems allow different things. I definitely think that there is a lot to be learned between them. And if you are capable, you should have a multi-platform activity and 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 I also think that we are still not stable definitely not in the mobile which is a very 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 young ecosystem we are still not stable and I think that as as an ecosystem many many things will change uh, around this area of, of 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 tracking of data of, of of versus privacy and how how far and how optimized should you be uh, to balance between these two edges yeah, that's an interesting point. Like um, being so data driven and uh, it's it's a very, uh, I would say, uh, 
I wouldn't even say spoiled, but it kind of, that's the word that's coming, like, very spoiled perspective. It's like, you guys got so far at, at user acquisition or understanding user acquisition. Uh, and the questioning of if you're just cutting the plant too soon before letting it grow is, is a very, uh, it seems a very natural uh, way of going about it. Because now that, you, you know, you're trusting the data so much that you're not leaving room for potential possibilities to that that isn't on that sheet, right? Um, is that something that have been kind of popping up? Like, are there instances or examples um, that you've heard, you've seen, or or done where anomalies such as that, where you guys weren't able to track why exactly a, 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 a certain week is very profitable, or a certain week isn't, um, or, or were you guys able at least to connect, like, uh, trending news or, or what, what the news and updates that people are reacting, kind of like looking at the stock market or something, right? Uh, is there something like that that you guys can, uh, that you can share uh, with everyone listening about like these anomalies that, that isn't trackable uh, within the mobile industry? Yeah, I think that the, uh, first of all, uh, because it's still a young industry, a relatively young industry, definitely in this scale, I would say two, three years top in, in, in the scale that mobile games have have today, I think that it happens a lot. And, 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 and many, many times things that, that are being understandable a year after, we don't understand them in real time because mm-hmm. you don't have many previous years to compare to and 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 you kind of understand if you go you see a trend and you don't understand why and then a year after you see the exact same trend on the exact period of time and then you understand okay probably because of the holidays there or because of the behavior there or because of the economy system or because of many many things this is why we see the same trend year over year but it can take you a couple of years because there is no more than a couple of years of data for this industry in this scale Still, it takes time to connect the dots. Like I, I would say that, again, for 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 the user acquisition per se, the the level of granularity and and and, and the ability to understand today is almost uh, maximized in, in your ability to track and to understand and to optimize your marketing effort. But when analyzing your user behavior within the game, this is something that is is, is more difficult because because this is something that many many times depends on on environmental uh, stuff that are either unique or, or either you don't have enough data to understand to predict them and suddenly you can see that the engagement drops in, without understanding why and then and then a year after you'll see that it happens exactly in the same month because probably february is a, a weaker month because people are uh, after christmas they are working harder to finish their uh, tests that were accumulated during uh, january and december or day after in holiday and only then you understand okay it happens every year in the same time it's it's, it's environmental uh, uh, impact that that changes the user's behavior within the app and and i think that this is where we are still learning we don't have all the answers yet and and and, and this is probably the hardest thing to predict because unlike user acquisition where it's all data-based to understand user behavior, it's 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 harder because it's not only connecting different data points. It's 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 to connect many 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 different things that related to your game or to the this specific year or this specific week or this specific weekend that can impact the user's behavior within the app. And I think that we are getting better and better uh, every month and every year. Every month and every year passes, 
we better understand, we have more data, we better understand users' behavior and why we found correlations uh, uh, to different things that impact it and we are a bit better in predicting it. But still, LTV-wise, not marketing-wise, LTV-wise, and, and users' behavior-wise, uh, uh, we are still learning and we are still missing things. Uh, and I think it will just get better and better as the industry will get more solid and experienced and less young uh, uh, with a lot of new things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is kind of going back to, um, you know, a lot of the, the, the pioneering that the mobile industry have, have, have uh, worked out and are using and are constantly evolving. And you're completely correct. Like the mobile industry is very young. The ecosystem is very new. But I feel like you guys leapfrogged in advance since, uh, and I think a lot of that is just inviting other other people uh, outside the game development bubble inside to kind of rethink. Well, not even rethink; they just approach it in the most efficient way as possible. They're not having to deal with years of like uh, emotional scarring of AAA development, right? Um, I would love to kind of hear your thoughts more on. Uh, what comes to mind is, of course, Fortnite. I feel like they're they're very traditional AAA, and then suddenly Fortnite came, and they they were able to to adapt pretty quickly, in my opinion. Uh, this this new idea and made it a mega success. Uh, I don't know if you, you you look at Fortnite and you look at Epic and look at these other companies for fun or or something, but what what is it that they did that kind of changed? that company from a traditional way of game development to something that is, I, I feel like a lot from mobile game development type of thinking. I'm sure they're there. They have a lot of these guys in there uh, to keep Fortnite going. And, and I uh, would love to kind of hear your thoughts about that. Yeah. I think that uh, again, I think that if, if someone didn't notice the super massive growth of mobile, in the, past, in the past couple of years, he probably missed it. And I think that this is what Epic and, and, and many, many other AAA studios did. They understood, okay, mobile is is, is, is growing a lot. It's, it's the most growing uh, platform for games, right? It might not be the biggest yet, but, but in terms of uh, annual growth, there is no other platform at all that grows in this space. And, and it already get to, uh, got to a, a very, very, very uh, scaled uh, opportunity. And, and again, if, if I look five years ahead, I think that mobile is the only platform that will keep growing and more and more and more because because all around the world, by the way, because because this is where technology is is, is moving forward the uh, fastest. And and I think that what these this, these companies did very very well is, is first of all they understood and not now they understood a couple of years ago the trends of the mobile uh, platform and ecosystem, and 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 what is left now is to understand. What is different? Because because playing over mobile and playing over console is 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 a very different experience, and 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 you cannot just take the game from console to adjust it to mobile, of course, and 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 to hope that it will work. You need to understand everything that's around mobile, how users interact with mobile, when users play mobile games versus console games. It's it's, it's different timing in the day, in, in the day and different places where they do that, and I think that. If you are investing enough, either by 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 first of all giving resources into analyzing and investigating what happens around mobile games, where do users consume mobile games, and and, and then if you are if you are on the other hand doing either equi hire or taking the right people that are experienced around mobile to build a product 
from UX, from control, from, from experience perspective, to be as, as, as good as possible over mobile, then, then there is no reason in the world why a successful game over console will not succeed also over mobile if you are doing it in the right way. First of all, analyzing what needs to be different and then execute it with, with experienced uh, teams that know how to build it on the right way. And I think that there are still many great games over non-mobile platform that still didn't do this move. And I think that it's a shame because, because I think that the potential, and, 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 and it's not only a thought anymore, right? It's clear seeing many, many AAA studios are doing it. The potential to, to if you're doing it right, the, the potential here is, is, is very big. And I think that it, it will only get bigger and bigger every year. And, and and if you delay your entrance into this platform and in this, into this world, you will just it will just get harder and harder for you to do it in in four years when other competitors of you are already dominating this this platform. So I think that Epic as an example did it in a great way, both on the step of analyzing and then executing. And and this is the two things that are that are important. I think that other are doing it is a, a great as well. And I think that if you are not doing it, it's a mistake in in, in my eyes. Every gaming company. That that is looking for a long term growth and and to dominate the gaming space on on several platforms should be looking at this opportunity because it's a big one and 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 it's very very hard just like the COVID it's very very hard to predict how gamers will will feel and and, and will interact with games in in five or ten years from now but but I'm confident that mobile will play an an important role there and I think that mobile is the device that is should be a, a most improved over time, right? Because because this is where the technology is getting better and better, the fastest, and, and allow you to do more and more around games on mobile. If you look at games today versus three years ago, it's two different worlds, right? Mobile games three years ago and mobile games today, the capabilities are 10x better. And, and, and in two years, it will be another 10x better. And this is why this is an interesting platform to explore and to, and to grow with because because... There is no doubt it will keep going. Yeah, I think you're you're bringing up a very important uh, important point. Oops, <laughs> my video just went, so I'm going to switch to you real quick. But you're bringing up a very important point because um, what we're seeing is that a, a lot of these game development studios are, are are trying to adapt, and some have succeeded, like Epic, uh, and then are, are swinging pretty well, right? Um, but what I'm also seeing is that I, I completely agree with you, like in terms of what the next five, ten years in mobile space is going to be, the growth rate is just going to be enormous compared to the, the industry, uh, other parts of the industry. The other parts of the industry, in my opinion, are kind of going the other way, uh, like the AAA development teams. You know, I still have a lot of friends that are working on the next gen. PlayStation 5, which we're all really happy and excited. We want that just like movies, right? You want the big blockbuster movies and you, you want the indie movies. You want all types of flavor. But like those teams are actually trying to be smaller. Like at least the internal studios are trying to keep people, uh, their main teams really small and they're trying to outsource or use code development to kind of balance balance up the sheet because the risk is higher now, right? So they're, they're kind of going the other direction. They're, they're, they're doubling down, they're tripling down. And, you know, that one 
one bad flop. It's just, it's not just them. It's just their mom, their cousins. Everyone's gonna be, everyone's gonna be involved in the bankruptcy, right? So it, it's like it's it's a crazy direction to keep going, knowing that this. I, I kind of equate this to always to PlayStation Four error, right? It's just easier because they're numerically makes everything easier. PlayStation Four error, you know, we've getting we gotten a lot smaller. Uh, in terms of that bigger part of the studio, but the mobile industry have been gotten more efficient. Uh, there's more people with better devices every day. And like you said, technology is improving every day. And, uh, and it, it's still uh, uh, alarming to know that a lot of game developers have no idea about the space. Like if I didn't spend a year and a half working at a mobile company, I would have been in the dark completely it's like whoa like what these guys are just looking at uh data tables every day <laughs> this is not what game developers do i'm an artist by trade right so it's, it's like you're just looking at excel sheets all day that's what you do it's like maybe i should start looking at this so with that with that too i, I would love to hear your commentary because of obviously uh, along with um mobile development there's a lot of uh especially now in this COVID world a lot of people uh going into or at least uh, entertaining the idea of indie development right the teams have gotten smaller there's a lot of tools especially available uh, that weren't available before to make it possible to even combat against really high uh, quality games right both, both for mobile and console uh, you can make these games with a very small team that used to take three plus people to make um so someone who's kind of new in that space uh you know with with your knowledge behind mobile and and understanding you know mvp and lifetime value uh what could what advice would you give to these guys who are starting out it's like test about testing your product and 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 understanding you know the risk uh, how to mitigate risks uh, in, in creating a successful product uh, for all parts of the industry. Mm -hmm. So, so I think it's it's very interesting because because I one hundred percent agree with what what you say, and I think that this is what I like the most uh, for the mobile gaming uh, industry is that it's probably the only uh, infrastructure or ecosystem that allows almost anyone a one-man show that is walking from his basement in, in, I don't know, in Berlin to express their creativity alone and, and to build a mobile game and to release it to the market and to have it being played by, by, by millions or, or to have a, a millions of people entertained by your own product. There is no other industry that allows it, right? There is no other platform that allows a one-man to build a movie that will suddenly present it in Netflix and, and in Hollywood and everybody will watch his movie or, or to build a, 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 I don't know, any other entertainment a, a product. And, and, and games allow it, right? With, 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 and, and, and this is also one of the things that are, are, are getting more and more advanced over time from Unity to Unreal and, and, and Buildbox and, and the engines that allow to uh, uh, build games are getting more and more sophisticated today. It even allow uh, to build games without coding, which is which is crazy, right? If you are using a new engines today, you can actually build a full mobile game with almost no coding at all, only by using a, a platform that allow it. And, and I think that this what shaped a new industry and a new ecosystem. And 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 sharing, for instance, what Supersonic is doing. So so we are we are working on two different 
fronts. We are, we are developing games in-house with our own in-house teams that are experienced and, 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 and developing games uh, for years. And it consisted of game designers and artists and, 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 and of course, Unity developers and, and, and everything. But we're also doing publishing which is exactly this, and, 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 and publishing activity, which is very common today, is, is exactly the infrastructure, infrastructure to allow to indie developers to get their game published. So, for instance, the process that Supersonic is doing is we have built a self-serve platform that, that anyone in the world, even if you are one person, 21 years old, with just a crazy idea for a game, you can just log into our platform and, and to run a first marketability a, a, a test that we are paying for, that we are a, a financing for you. And if your idea, if your very MVP shows promising or, or, or interesting results, then we will start communicate with you and we, are, we will work on a publishing deal where, where we put our resources, our experience on user acquisition, monetization, or building games, on building the right economy and, and the right progression and the right meta with, with your idea. And together we can build a game, we can publish together. And this is exactly the goal here, because once we understood that anyone build, can build a, a great game out there, and, 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 and the only problem they are going to have is that they don't know how to make this great game into a great business. They might have a great idea. They might have a very good gameplay, but they don't know how to build it into a full game and how to market it and how to acquire users and to be profitable and monetize them. This is why the ecosystem evolved into a, a very sophisticated publishing developer a, a relationship where big publishers that are very experienced in, in this world are working with a very, very small developers. And, and, and if you take as an example, we, we, as I told you in the beginning, we, we have released nine games uh, 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 this year. Almost all of them are being played by millions of, of, of users around the world. We, most of them got to be number one in the U.S. in the top charts and, and, and the most installed game uh, in the U.S. And, and, and two out of these nine games are games that were developed by one-man show. This is it. One man is doing the art, the, the game design, the coding. He's doing everything A to Z. And, and we work with him as a publisher. And, and, and two out of our nine games are exactly in this template. And, and, and we are building all of our company and all of our technology to, to accommodate it and to allow everyone in the world that has a passion into games and, and, and has a great idea for game and, and to try and work with us, to test this game with us. And if the metrics will, will show the potential, we are here to do this path with you. And, and, and I think that after publishing one or two games with a very strong partner, it's even easier for you to, to, to jump and to move into the next step and building your own studio and start doing the publishing by your own after understanding, after better understanding how the industry works. And, and, and I think that this really allows a great uh, opportunity. Uh, definitely, again, if we're looking back to COVID and, and people working from home, I think this is a great, a great opportunity and, 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 and the opportunity to, to allow people to, to build games that will be played by millions from their own home uh, without risking a lot of money or anything similar is something unique that we are, we are very proud of. Yeah, and that, that's a tremendous uh, resource that you're providing on behalf of Supersonic to, to a lot of these people. Because, I, 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 again, I, I feel education uh, for this is very sparse um a lot of people are, are diving into this too uh 
uh, too fast, right? Not not knowing the risk, just a lot of it. It's just gambling. <clears throat> I feel like even if you are the most talented game developer, not understanding the business side and marketing is a tremendous gamble. And it, it scares me. It horrifies me when people are like taking equity out of their home, doing something they've never done before uh, and just praying. for it, it's, an, it's a smaller form of ship and pray on a triple A development size, but to a lone person, right? So it, it's crazy that mm-hmm. a lot of that side of the industry thinks that way. It's it's very old, it's mm-hmm. outdated, and uh, the dangers are even more immense, I think, uh, now than, than before, because games before used to take a very small amount of teams uh, because the quality... Um, I don't know. Like it just, I mean, right now there's a whole mix of retro. There's a whole mix of, of what quality is, but I feel a lot of these people who, who feel like, yeah, I can make a triple game by, by myself. You shouldn't do that <laughs> uh, because of the time spent into it. Right. Like you should test the game design idea. So I think more services like that, you know, the podcast obviously is a way to kind of educate people to kind of figure things out. And, um, we're, we're about done here, but I would love to kind of hear one last thing before I kind of hand the mic over to you. Uh, you know, what type of resources, books, um, videos that you recommend for more people to kind of dive into this talks that helped you kind of formulate these these ideas where, you know, you, you, you feel tested? Is there anywhere that you can point people to to kind of help learn more about these terminology that you guys are so used to uh, to adapt to their their to their product? Yeah. So, so first of all, I think that uh, again, and the, the the industry is is very rich in content, and 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 there are several sources working. People can learn about it. Uh, uh, Supersonic and Iron Source and Level Up and 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 and, and, and even Facebook and Google and, and, and everyone is, is, is all about sharing and 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 taking this uh, uh, industry uh, forward. And 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 I think that besides just learning the terms and and understanding everything. What important here is to be connected to what happens in the industry because because it's a very changing, ever-changing industry, right? For instance, the top charts is something that you don't have so dynamic in any other platform. And 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 just start being connected, being understand looking at the top charts on a daily basis, understanding what games are being played the most or being installed the most currently on iOS or in, or, in, or in Android uh, in the US, for example, and, and, and to play them and, 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 to, and to touch them and to understand different trends, I think that there is no better a, a lesson or way to learn and to get into the mobile a, a industry than just looking very closely at what happens because, because the charts speak, right? You can see the top grossing, you can see the top, the, the most installed games you can you can install them all of them are for free right this is this is almost the very most of them are for free you can play them you can understand how are they built how are they monetized what is working better what is the level of art and 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 and, and i think that this is the best way to dive deep into this uh, industry and to and to learn what works more and what works less perfect 
I want to, again, thank you for your time, Nadav, for coming on the show and educating us. Mobile space have been always interesting to me. And even with me spending a little time, there's so much that I felt like I should have, I should have just dug through the Excel sheets myself to learn more because a lot of these, I mean, you guys are looking at it all day. And at first I was like, man, I, I got to make a game. What are you guys doing? It's like, they are, <laughs> they are the main reasons why we're selling the game. So I, I wish, I wish, you know, there, that, that type of, education like you said the resources are out there but i, I feel like um a, a large part of the industry isn't looking for those and so they're not uh they're just completely blind to it like uh and it, it, although the ecosystem is pretty uh new i feel like since the first iphone you know 2004 or whatever it's been 10 years it's like it's time for us to like it's long enough for us to kind of notice what's going on and everyone kind of hears like the mobile industry is doing well, but as a game developer, they're just not paying attention to it. And I think it's a huge mistake. Like you said, I think in the next five, 10 years, sure, we'll have the next PlayStation or Xbox, but the space that's growing, I think the future of game development is going to be these phones uh, because one day these phones are going to equate to the next hottest console. Or right? we're talking about Lifeline. Uh, lifetime value, right? Five, ten years, a new console comes out. You know, phones coming out every three months. So eventually, the tech and resources, and you know, the money put behind it is going to be in the phones. And uh, if you don't understand that space and user habits, I feel a lot of people are going to be left in the dust. A lot of game developers are going to be um, outdated pretty quickly. So I completely agree with you. This is a very important hour, and. Uh, I want to thank you for your time. I'm going to, as a thank you, I'm going to shut up now. I'm going to hand over the mic to you. And this is an opportunity to kind of uh, promote, uh, give attention to, or tell people where to find you. Yeah, sure. So so I think that, uh, again, I think that we'll, Supersonic is, is, is all about mobile games from all different uh, uh, kind of mobile games, from uh, sport to puzzle. And, and I think that, uh, again, the, the, what what nice here is that there is so big diversity around mobile games and 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 and, and we are very very looking forward to to see this ecosystem growing to to see it expanding i think that again covid just emphasized more how much important is it to grow it as an ecosystem because it's so digitalized and, and it allows so many people to be involved in it working from home to 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 entertain their time wherever they are so we are we are here and we are we are happy to keep releasing great uh, uh, games for you and to keep working with with great studios around the world that have great ideas for games. Um, you can always find us at supersonic.com. And and this is it. Thanks so much for hosting me and and always happy to share and 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 to learn and to be part of uh, interesting discussions. And and I hope that we'll see only a growth and good uh, things and the COVID will leave us soon and, and, and we'll be able to focus only on good things and, 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 and enjoying and entertaining people on the best way possible. Oh, I want to tag on to that message, you know, where we're here for everyone that's suffering through this, just play through the games. It's the best thing we can do. It's the only thing we can do. So yeah. uh, like you, I, I hope like all the benefits that we're at least seeing from living at home and working from home uh that's going to carry over after after covid's done but uh again nadav uh, i want to thank you for your time for coming on to the show it was a i was really much looking forward to this because i feel you know a lot of this stuff 
is the future of game development and uh, not a lot of people know about it. So I want to thank you for your time and coming on. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you are liking the podcast, go to the Apple iTunes store and give Game Dev Unchained a five-star rating. This will help spread the joy and love and exposure for the podcast, and we thank you very much. If you want to continue the conversation, go to our Discord, which can be found on our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at BlueChamps, B-L-U-C-H-A-M-P-S. You want to catch these episodes live every Tuesdays and Thursdays, go to twitch.tv forward slash blue underscore champs. Email me any of your concerns or questions that you want me to read aloud at the beginning of each episode at info at gamedevunchained.com. And if you want to further support us and help unlock the next feature, which is the voicemail future, go to patreon.com forward slash blue champs this gives listeners a chance to kind of call in leave a message for both me and the guests to answer your deepest darkest questions and comment on your deepest darkest secrets thank you everybody